Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Alexis. You're listening to Central Crazies Podcast. Where we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we let our crazy flag fly free with no limit. shining and y'all know what that means a witch is dead um i've never heard it's a witch is dead what do you mean a witch is dead what are you talking about i grew up knowing that when there's a sun shower yeah like whenever it's still shining outside but it's sprinkling yeah i know what you're talking about (laughs) um okay i could have i don't know you guys okay well what i heard is that when it's there's a sun shower it means the devil is beating his wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what it means. Where did you get that? I read it somewhere. Okay. Where did you get the witch thing? I've never heard of that. I don't know. I grew up and like everybody would tell me that. I don't know if it was like my mom or my stepmom, but somebody told me. I don't I don't like it when it's like that. I mean like you walk outside and you're like, oh, a witch is dead. <laughs> oh, the devil's beating his wife. <laughs> I'm going to think of that every single time now. What's Thank the devil's you. wife's name? I think it's Lilith, which I've always liked the name Lilith, but I think that's what the devil's wife's name what, is. Um, isn't that the ex-wife on Frasier? I yeah. never watched Frasier. I don't know. Dude, I love Frasier. Like, I've probably seen an episode, but. Yeah, um, I'm like 100% sure it is. <laughs> but, um. I am going to tell you about a case that I have that I know has probably been driving you nuts. Yes, I'm excited because she hasn't told me dick about this. <laughs> like, I've been trying to, like, kind of pry it out of her, and she's just like, nope, this is all I'm going to tell you. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, this gave me goosebumps. <laughs> but I don't know. I just know, I just know, like, I know nothing, actually. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just know it's crazy. So I'm excited. Is it like a conspiracy type thing or? No. No, it's just some believe it should be this way and some believe it's that way. Okay. I like ones like that where there's a little bit of debate. And and um, Dakota, she had actually, so my friend Dakota, she had sent me a link to this. And she's like, oh, my God, you have to do this. Oh, so Dakota sent it to you? Yes, you this is all her. You? That's awesome. Yes, so uh, I decided to do it. Good. So uh, this is the case of the death of 27-year-old Ellen Greenberg. What's my granny's name? Ellen? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, no association. It's also the name (laughs) of the mom from um, Hereditary. Oh, shit. The, The grandma. Uh, hereditary scary shit. Okay, anyway. But she was only 27, so. Yeah, she was 27. Do you know when this was? Um, It was in 2011. Oh, wow. So it's not that long ago. No. And uh, it happened in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
But the reason I want to do this case so much is because it's been determined a suicide and then all the evidence that they've gathered makes it more linked to a homicide. Oh my gosh. I got to know the background of this. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me start by saying she was a first grade teacher. Aw. And she was recently engaged to her boyfriend of three years, and his name was Samuel Goldberg. I know, Greenberg and Goldberg. Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> they weren't married yet? They have the same name? Nope. Okay, I see. <laughs> that's kind of a coinkadink. I know, it's kind of weird, but it's weird how that stuff happens. Right? But, so everybody really close to her has noticed that she was experiencing a rush, a rush of emotions which was newly acquired, and uh, so she had anxiety. I feel for her. I know how that's like. I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. It's fairly common now. Yeah. Or, like, commonly talked about. I think it, people are, like, more comfortable with being open about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, back in the day, it was, like, looked down upon. Yes, because it's like, you're feeling bad, keep it to yourself. Yeah, like, suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. No. So, um, so her anxiety had partially been from the fact that the school had started a new regu- regulation, which starting new things is hard. So, like, that's going to add the stress. Of course. But it added so much stress, she uh, contemplated on quitting her job. Aw. Because she had stated to her mom that she wasn't feeling like herself. I know what that's like. Yeah, when you just get too overwhelmed and you're like, look, something's got to change. Of course. So she had asked her parents if she could move back in with them. Then she reassured them that nothing was going on between her her and her fiancé. Because, you know, that's the number one red flag whenever you're like, what? You're about to get engaged or you're about to get married and you want to move back in with us? Right, when they're already living together? Mm-hmm. Of course. Like, I would feel that way, too. And, like, I would feel like if she said everything was fine, my first thought would be, like, are you just saying that because you don't want us to worry? Yeah, which they saw no issue with the fiancé. They liked him. But with my research, I couldn't find whether they had said yes or no to that. However, her mom did suggest that she go see a psychiatrist. Yeah, I would suggest that, too, for sure. It's like, if you don't want to talk to me, go talk to somebody. Right? A professional. Mm-hmm. So she went to three appointments. And then she, at her appointment, her psychiatrist had asked her if there was any form of abuse at her home. And she denied it. And she was diagnosed with severe anxiety, and she was prescribed Klonopin for anxiety and Ambien to sleep. Oh. And a risk of taking Ambien is suicidal thoughts, and it just tends to make you crazy as fuck. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, my grandma was telling me one time whenever uh, one of our family friends was taking it, and he just came out of the bedroom, and he was like, Dancing around the room with uh, one of my, <laughs> what? One of my uh, 
one of our family friends' daughter's a teddy bear. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just loopy as fuck. Just like, woo. Oh yeah, I've taken like um, a couple sleeping pills in my life and they make me high. Like, they don't help me sleep though. Like, I just get high <laughs> and like start like losing my mind. It's so weird. Yeah, see, and that's a, a hard one to, because you're supposed to take it every single night to make the habit form to help you sleep. But if it makes you crazy, it's not really doing what it's supposed to. Exactly. So so that's the risk of Ambien. And then the risk of the Klonopin is depression, which is going to happen with any new med that you're taking to correct a certain mood. So like her anxiety and stuff. Yeah. Which, that one's understandable. Yep. So, on January 19th, 2011, that was her last appointment with her psychiatrist. And then on January 22nd, 2011, she sent out her save the dates for her wedding. That was going to be on August 11th, 2011. Aww. And I found out that it was going to be in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which, you know, like, that's where the Hershey factory is. Oh, that's awesome. I just remember seeing that on the, on a TV show once. That's cool. I love Hershey chocolate. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't, right? Yes. I mean, like, uh, on break, we would always go and get the... Oh, my gosh. The, well, like, cookie crunch thing. Oh, my gosh. Those are so good. Yeah. I would literally have one, like, every day. That's not good. <laughs> I don't recommend that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I would have one, like, once a week. Uh, it's just so good. But on January 26, 2011, everyone at the school got sent home early due to the weather being bad because a blizzard was coming their way. So she headed home, but she stopped to fill up her gas tank before arriving home. 4.45 p.m., Samuel went to the gym in their apartment building. And it was around 5.15 to 5.30, Samuel got back from the gym, and he was unable to get inside with his key because the door was latched at the top. It was kind of like one of those latches that you have at a hotel. Oh, okay. And... Uh, He frantically knocked and texted her to answer the door and saw a message and, or he had texted her a lot and I read some of the messages and they ranged from, hi, where are you? I'm outside. What are you doing? And then they escalated to, you better have a good excuse. Oh God. (laughs) Dude, honestly, though, I'd be scared if I was getting home. Like, I don't know if it was night when he got home. Oh, so it was, like, 5 p.m. It was 5.30. Like, I would be worried. Like, I automatically always think the worst. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, why did you lock the top? Right. What are you hiding? Like, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, my mind automatically goes there, but I don't know. So, uh, after he had been trying to get in and messaged her 22 minutes had passed he reached out to the apartment security and they stated that they were unable to open the door for him oh yeah because it was against the policy but doesn't he live there yeah you would think because wouldn't his name be on the apartment because i know whenever i had a roommate 
We had to both sign it. Right. And they said that we would be able to get in, but, like, we'd be fined, which I don't see, like, why it wasn't, why it was such a big issue. Right? I wouldn't either. But with the time going by and him exhausting every thought for help, he decided to kick in the door. And so uh, once he got inside, he noticed that Ellen was on the kitchen floor, propped up to lean on the cabinet, covered in blood. What? Oh, my gosh. So he immediately called 911. They instructed him to do CPR until the medics arrived. Until he noticed that she still had a knife in her chest. They told him to stop immediately. Around at 6.40, when the medics arrived, Ellen was pronounced dead. Whoa. Yes. So, uh, after that, the police had arrived. And they observed the crime scene and saw no struck nine, 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 no <laughs> sign of struggle or intrusion. Nothing seemed to be out of place due to their apartment was looking very neat. There was no suicide note. Only damage to the door was when Samuel kicked it in. The only entry point to the was the front door because their apartment was on the sixth floor, which technically, like, the balcony is an option, but very hard to get it. Definitely. So uh, I suggest still locking your door. Oh, definitely. Even if it's, like, a sliding balcony door on the sixth floor. And there was no security camera in the hallway leading to their apartment. But there was a security camera at the front where people would have to walk in to pass it. And uh, nothing seemed out of place there. And the neighbors were interviewed, and uh, they never heard any noises. The kitchen was the only place where the blood was found. And it was found in certain areas, or in just a certain area. And the police noticed the the knife left side of her chest went through clothing with no defensive marks. But they also had seen that there were 11 bruises in various healing stages. They were on her right arm, abdomen, and her left leg. The in various healing stages. So, like, she had been getting bruises, like... Different times. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of brown. Uh-huh. So, uh, the DNA that they found on the knife only belonged to Ellen. Which, my thought is maybe gloves. Well, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Yes. And... Uh, the only drugs that she had in her system were the prescribed ones, so the Ambien and Klonopin. So, uh, with all this information, the police determined it a suicide. And uh, after they got her body to uh, 
the ME, they did an autopsy and toxicology report, and it was ruled a homicide. Oh, wow. Why? That was due to the number of stabbings. There were 20. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, so it made it seem like she was stabbed like once, like in the, mm-hmm. in the chest. Yep. She had 20. There's no way. So uh, she had 20 stabbings, 10 of the which were in the back of her head in her neck area. There's no way. So that means you would literally have to go all the way back and get yourself. And the other 10 were in her chest. So, one of the 10 that were on her head was a huge laceration. And it was done by what seemed like a rounded knife. And that was not found at the crime scene. Oh, wow. What the fuck? This is so sketchy. Mm Mm-hmm. That's crazy, though. They, like, looked at the body, and they're just like, no, this is not a suicide. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And reason to make it seem like it was not a suicide. The last time she spoke to her mom was on the way to work that morning, which I do that with my mom all the time. Like, I call her on my way to work. Uh Uh-huh. Which... That's, like, a good day. Like, I mean, you just get everything rolling, and you you just get, like, your little motivation, and you're like, I'm good. Yeah, let's go. Sunshine and butterflies. Exactly. So, uh, because she's your biggest um, fan, you know. Of course. (laughs) And she had a prior appointment with her psychiatrist on the 27th, which would have been her fourth visit. But also, a theory of the stabbings per autopsy info, which can be reviewed if you choose to Google it, it stated that there were shallow stabs, which could indicate testing or hesitation, which honestly could be a suicide pain test or a a murderer to get the preciseness with the stab wounds. Right? It could be anything. And they had a neuropathologist, and they had him examine the spinal cord, which it was determined that there was damage to the sheath, which the sheath is what surrounds the nerve fibers in your brain, optic nerves, and spinal cord. When the sheath is damaged, nerve impulses slow or even stop, causing neurological problems. So with the spinal cord not being not being damaged, it means that she could have been numb enough to inflict that pain herself. And uh, there were searches on her computer um, dating back to uh, December 18, 2010 from January 11, 2011. And these were quick suicide Painless suicide and suicide methods. And statistics show that only one in three percent of suicides are stabbings. And it's very highly unlikely that it's multiple. 
That's so sad. Yes, it is. It's very sad. And so keep in mind right now it's a homicide. But on March 7th, 2011, it got switched back to being ruled as a suicide. And her parents didn't even find out from the Emmy or the police. They found out through the news. Oh, my gosh. That happens way too often. Yes. Yeah, I'd be livid. Like, I know I say that word for fun, but no, I'd be livid. Yeah, no, me too. Oh. Like, like that's very important information. Like, you want to know what happens to your loved one when they pass. It, like, was her on- it was their only child. Yeah, that just makes it, like, even worse than it even could be. Yeah, no. Yeah, so her parents obviously didn't agree with it being a suicide. So they requested a copy of the autopsy photos and examined examined them themselves. Uh, That would be so hard to do. Yes. So they also requested the Emmy report that they found uh, of what they found at the crime scene. And uh, the Emmy even stated that multiple stab wounds are highly unlikely for suicide and that they were suspicious of homicide. But why did they change it? Right. Because they wanted to comply to what the police said. It, just because, like, it's less paperwork or, like... Uh, they A lot of times they will do that. They're just like, oh, this is this and we're done. <laughs> yeah. Off to the next. Yeah, well, um, it's not going that way, I promise. So... They reached out, and a retired policeman named Tom, or Thomas Brennan stated that he had seen many cases where it was homicide with no defense wounds, so a blood attack. So, uh, I mean, that makes sense, don't you think? Yeah. And there were many discrepancies that the blood flow on her face didn't match up. So the blood went from her nose to her ear. So the police had the theory that she was standing up when she started, and then she began to sit down. But my guess on that, my theory, is that she was being stabbed and she was on the ground. And then she was propped up and, like, sideways a little bit. That's how it happened. But a forensic pathologist named Wayne Ross stated that several stabbings in the cranial cavity equals severe pain dysfunction. He also noted that there was evidence of strangulation faintly with the fingernail mark. What What is that shit? And bruises on the right side of her neck, which this was never noted by any of the others who as observed her autopsy. Why not? Also, a terrifying fact. So, you know how I... So, this is what gave me goosebumps whenever I was telling you about this. So, uh, you know that lock... Whenever you go to hotels, it's called the a swinging bar latch. Yeah. So 
Apparently, those can be undue from the other side. Oh, <laughs> I did not know that. I know, I'm traumatized. But um, it can, and there's videos on how to do it to show people, which, I mean, I guess it's good if, like, your kid gets locked in there. And I mean, yeah, but, like, damn, like, sometimes that's all I would use, like, when I'm at hotels and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. we got the latch. No, I'm about to put a door or right. a door, a chair. <laughs> Put a door on a door. Yeah, mess with me. <laughs> now, um, so those can be undue, so keep that in mind. But I had seen a video over this case by another guy, and there was speculation that someone had cleaned up prior to the police coming. Because yeah, it sounded like it was clean as hell in there. Yeah, but, like, it... Didn't really face them because, like, the computers didn't look like they were touched or any of that stuff. So, once, okay, so, like, the crime scene looked clean. And the latch is supposed to have four screws, one on each corner. But... They only found three. So my theory is somebody cleaned up, or they cleaned up too well. So they accidentally swept up one of the screws. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. So the Greenberg family went to the DA office, which, okay, so... Let's take a step back. Uh, so the lawyer that they've been working with uh, really believed in the cause. So he's been doing all this work pro bono. That's good. Yes. So he's been with them from the very beginning. So the Greenberg family went to the DA office with the new info for the case. So it would point to not a suicide. And they did not reopen the case. So... They took an extra step and filed a civil suit against the ME office and pathologist who did the autopsy for switching the ruling of death from homicide to suicide when the evidence points to homicide. And all they were wanting was the police to reopen the case. Right, because they wanted to find out what happened. Yes, because like they're like, we have all this information and we 100% do not believe this. And update on that, the case has been moved forward. So whenever the courts open up after the coronavirus pandemic, pandemic, I don't know why I said it like that, it will follow through. Pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. Well, I'm glad they opened it back up because, like, like that's probably something they can't stop thinking about. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're probably, like, in disbelief. And, like, of all the sketchy things going on, like, no, don't close the case. Yeah, like, I understand, like, you can be the happiest person and still commit suicide, but, like... Of course. I mean, with all this evidence that's been thrown at you, I I do not think it was a suicide. I don't think it was either because of um, just, like, how, like, stabbing yourself in the neck, in the back of the head, and then in the, like, the chest... Like, that takes a lot of freaking force. Like, they say it's hard to stab people. Yeah, um, 
And I would think that, like, you would have to be leaned over something. So, like, over the sink, and you would think that there would be blood there. So, like, with it only being in that main area, definitely makes me think somebody cleaned up. Yeah. And they probably didn't even check the sink because they're like, well, you know what you're doing. Oh, and I forgot to mention. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, And I forgot to mention that there she was. She beats me. She, she has bruises in several young places. Girl! Okay, anyways. <laughs> what did you forget to mention? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that Ellen had a colander filled with fruit, so she's about to have snack, too. Okay. So, she filled up her gas tank, and she's eating a healthy snack. Right? It's just... Is that really evidence of somebody who's not feeling their life anymore? Right, like right before. You know, it's just like, she didn't even say anything to anybody. Which, I mean, that does happen. But, like, it's just too many, like, suspicious things in one to just, like, close it. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. I, I personally think it's not a suicide. And I definitely think they need to investigate it more and try to figure out. Yeah, especially since they didn't really follow through with, like, the fiancé that much, I don't think. I know, and it's like, we're all just, like, having to believe his story right now. Which, I mean, he could be totally innocent, don't get me wrong, of course. Like, innocent until proven guilty. But, like, this is stuff that you need to look at. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I don't know, are we sure that the times are lined up right? Yeah, are we sure that she was found the way he said she was found? Because they told her to told him to do um, CPR. Yeah, and you're telling me that you didn't notice the knife whenever you walked in immediately. Yeah, if I if I notice a knife sticking out of you, like I'm gonna be like, what? Right. Like, obviously, like, you're covered in blood, and you're just gonna be like, okay, we need to address that. Yep. I don't know. There's just a lot of... I have never heard of this one before. Yeah, I have not either. That's crazy. It, there's just a lot of craziness. I am super it. glad they're reopening it, though. So hopefully we can find out, like, more. And, like, there might be a bombshell, like, waiting to drop. You never know. Yeah, and they had interviewed with a bunch of their friends. And uh, saying that, like, she was a very happy person, which, again, like, you can be the happiest person. And then still have this happen plus like her computer searches which I don't know if I 100% believe that because like again not saying the fiance is at fault but like he had easy access oh yeah because he lived there with her so like he could have searched those himself and been like oh like this happened Mm -hmm. yeah like Robin Williams was one of the happiest guys yep and he committed suicide as well. I know it's 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 so sad, but like it's just like you can't just like look at something and be like, oh, like it's a suicide when there's like certain things going on. And like I'm not saying that like for sure it is a homicide, but in my opinion, like it there's just too much weird shit that they have to like they can't just close the case yeah. without doing more. And for them to immediately write it off as a suicide. Uh huh. I want to know, like, if, like, the police knew somebody, like, knew 
the Greenbergs or the Goldbergs and like was spiteful or if they yeah or they just didn't give a fuck yeah or if they didn't give a fuck yeah like it it just it's just crazy I don't know like and also like you said with like you don't trust like the internet searches like if those are real like she actually wrote that that really makes me sad that she was struggling but like it's the same with like Jodi Arias when she knew that Travis was dead, she was calling him and leaving voice messages like, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of you. Yeah, backtracking. Yeah. And what did he do? Let's say that the fiance did do it. He had something to do with it. Like he has text messages of him saying like, open the door, open the door. Like, Yeah, but whenever you saw like how controlling it got, like you better have a, like you better have a good excuse. Like, yeah. Like, whoa, buddy, back up. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just like, it's too much crazy shit and there's not enough information. And what makes me worried is that because they wrote it off as a suicide so quickly, they didn't do a very secure search Mm -hmm. of the crime scene. And plus the thing was already scrubbed clean anyway. So it's just like, uh, is there any like, they don't have any CCT footage of like when people were entering and leaving the. I mean, they did. They uh, didn't say that anything stuck out to them, like anything bad. Which, I mean, honestly, like, what are you supposed to see? Are you supposed to be like, oh, shit, this person's covered in blood. Like, him, obviously, but, like, no. Right? And here's another thing, too, is that there is, again, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that, like, it is another possibility of, like, a hitman type deal. Because those people would know how to make it look like it didn't actually. And people do that all the time. Like, it is pretty common, like, for people to try to hire somebody to kill somebody they know. Yes, or also, what if somebody was in the apartment whenever uh, Samuel left? Yeah. And he could have known as well. Of course. Like, I mean, there was one um, case where, like, this guy, his wife wanted a divorce, and he um, hired a guy to kill her. So it's not uncommon for that to happen. And plus she had said that she wanted to stay at her parents, move back in with them. But again, I'm not blaming it on this guy. I don't know. There's not enough information to know. I'm just saying like the possibility with all the sketchiness involved, like these are things that need to be looked at. Yes. So. I 100% agree that this case should be reopened. Yep. And I'm hoping that like with all like the information that we've thrown out that like it will be taken serious and reviewed. Yeah, like thoroughly reviewed for what they can because I think they missed out on like a lot of critical shit mm-hmm. that they could have gotten while on the crime scene. It sucks because once that is over, there's hard, there's a very low chance that you'll ever get it back. Some stuff you'll never get back if you don't get it right then. So. Yeah, but there's some cases that like, like 20 years later, like you'll still get a little bit of information that like you never knew and you're like, what? It's a 20-year-old it, case. Like, what are you really going to do? Right? And it changes everything. hmm Yep. But that was crazy. Yeah, so I want y'all's opinion. So make sure to email us at central underscore crazies underscore podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Was it murder? Was it suicide? Yes. Or comment on the Instagram. 
under the picture of that episode would be nice. Yes, and that is at Central Crazy or Central underscore Crazies underscore podcast. And just remember that I'm Alexis. And I'm Kelly. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.